0: I'm really glad um, that this podcast is going on because I feel like, you know, us PKs, we don't really have, like, somewhere to go to or, like, you know, a place that we can feel comfortable or, like, you know, people that we can relate to. So I feel like, you know, this podcast is a blessing.
1: Saludos, mi gente. Welcome to the first episode of Season 2 i'm here with my co-host nelson rodriguez what's up nelson
2: what's going on eli how's everything
1: everything's cool man everything's cool yo this is another episode in which we meet the guests for the first time man how do you how would you feel about that now
2: dude meeting um Javieta was awesome man his story is awesome it's gonna be impactful hope you enjoy the show
1: Jadiel what's up my dude what's up <laughs> first and foremost would you like to share a passage joke
0: passage joke passage joke honestly growing up my dad is a whole joke like honestly like every time he preaches he is very like um how do I say this he starts preaching he starts like saying like De Puerto and it's so funny every time he starts preaching because, you know, here in St. Cloud, majority of the people aren't really like related or like know all about the Puerto Rico slangs and stuff. So he calls it Ebreo Puerto So every time there's a preacher that says una, un slang de Puerto Rico, I call it Hebreo Puerto That's where I got it from my dad.
1: <laughs> Hebreo Puerto I'm going to have to write that one down. <laughs> now, what you got for me?
2: Oh man, you guys want to hear a pastor joke? Okay, what was the last animal that entered the ark? I don't know. Do ya? Ya,
1: yeah, that's thinking.
2: It's no thinking. idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I'm gonna, I'm gonna say in hebreo Puerto Rican, the animal that entered last into the ark was dolphin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh wow! I wasn't expecting that one. Hey man,
1: you don't have to laugh at them, bro. <laughs> that, was, I, uh,
2: that was good. I honestly uh... I didn't expect that. I, I gotta give, I gotta give a shout out to my pastora Ana Isabel Astacio Torres when she said that. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think, I think they're funnier after. A little bit and you're like nah it's just it's just not not going
2: it's like it's like you have to laugh because you don't want them to feel bad <laughs> you feel like the wrath of god is gonna come on you and
0: pastor. then you see and then you see them staring at you like standing there telling the joke <laughs> waiting for you to laugh so you're just like all right. <laughs>
1: oh, man. all right no not me man my brother's a pastor so i'm like nah. <laughs> my wife she says you didn't let me down, Bucci. You didn't let me down. Thanks. So,
2: <laughs> so Jadien, man, you know, again, um, it's a pleasure having you on here today. From just the little that I met you, um, you're 20 years old. And being that you're 20 years old, this question that I have for you, it might be like, mm, I'm still kind of young. However... I know further on we're going to hear more about you. But to start off, with the 20 years that you've lived and all the experiences you've had and um, what your life life has gone through, what would be something you would tell your 15-year-old self? My 15-year-old self? I would probably tell
0: myself to take things a little bit more easy because I feel like in that age, I was very, like, stressed about life, about how everything's going to go out. And I would tell myself, you know, enjoy life right now. Take a little, take things a little easy because life is going to just get, you know, a little bit harder over the years. So I would tell myself, listen, appreciate the moments, put things a little bit down and, like, uh, you know, just so And honestly, in the spiritual aspect, I would tell myself, you know, pray as much as you can because you're going to get busy a lot. It gets harder as as when you get older. That's what I probably would tell myself if I was fifteen.
2: Dope. That's dope. That's some good stuff right there. It's fifteen to twenty. It's like a blink of the eye, you know. Honestly, honestly, it really is. Not to a twenty-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, not to a twenty-year-old, but to myself, man. I, you know, those years went by real fast. But when you're living it, it's so slow. And you feel mm-hmm. like you have so much time and you can experience yeah. so much. But the reality is, it's like the beginning, you could say, of life, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. When you're 15, 20 is old. <laughs>
2: yeah, because one, you're
0: in high school and the other one, you're in college. So it's yeah. like a lot can happen in that five-year period of time. So
2: yeah,
1: No true. doubt. No doubt. By the way, Jadiel, Nelson, and I are just meeting right now. For the listeners right now. I have a friend who is Jada's friend, has got us together. So, this is a uh, pretty cool because this is the first time that that we're all meeting, and I, I like the fact that we're meeting this way so that we all, you us three, as well as the listeners, will meet all at the same time. So I think that's a pretty cool thing, bro. Would you just go ahead and share an experience? a testimony if you have for us, for the listeners, maybe to, to help us overcome some tough times?
0: Yeah, of course. First of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show. Uh, it's a blessing to be here and to meet you guys. And to all of the listeners, it's a pleasure to everyone to be here and to be here with you guys. Um, so I'm going to be talking back and forth in English and Spanish. When I was when I was growing up, I grew up in a Christian church, and a Christian household. Uh, so I grew up in the gospel, listening to the word of God. My grandparents are actually, both of them, pastors from mom's side and dad's side. When I was actually born, I was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck, and I almost died. So I came out purple. I also was born with dole pulmonia. I don't know how to say it in English, but I was born with doble pulmonia and the doctors were telling me, oh yeah, he's going to have like problems breathing. He's going to have problems talking. Um, and there's going to be a bunch of, um, manchas around his lungs. And when they did the test again, when they scanned my lungs, there was nothing to be found, no trace to be found. That's another testimony, but I want to get Right straight to my biggest testimony. Something that I love to testify. Something that I love to say that, yep, God did that. When I was two and a half, uh, two and a half year old, um, I was diagnosed with leukemia cancer. I was just a little boy, you know, very healthy boy. I I ate healthy. I was in a healthy household. So it was a, a big shocker when the news came. Um, My grandpa had noticed that there was this change in me, so he took me, he got my blood blood taken, and they discovered that, uh, you know, effectively I had leukemia cancer. I had to go through the process of chemotherapy for three years. And during this process, I was also allergic to la medicina para subir la defensa. So during this whole time, I didn't really have any defenses but you know as you know as you all know there is a guy that lives and there's a guy that heals. so he was sustaining me through this whole process um and through this process you know I was very young and I was you know didn't know much because you know I was only 2 or 3 years old but during this time and during this this period of time of my life I always wake up in the hospital when I was in the hospital getting treated yo siempre me levantaba y empezaba a cantar um, coritos with La pandereta in the hospital, and a lot of patients, a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses would come to the room and they would see me just to see me um sing and there was a lot of people that were ministered, there was a lot of people that were converting, there was a lot of people that were being coming back to the feet of Christ during this period because you know even though I was going through this pain of chemotherapy they still saw a smile in me. I always said that, you know, God used me through this process to be an oasis for those around me. Even though I was in the same stage as everyone around me, God used me so that I could, you know, say, hey, there is a God that lives. There's a God that heals. And he is my joy. And ever since I was a little kid, I always sang to him. Um, I got the, also the opportunity to pray for patients and they were healed. For the glory of God, obviously, and that was my first encounter with Christ. And so, during this whole period, my parents were not pastors yet, but however, they were still, you know, in the their parents were pastors, so they knew of God, they know the the word of God. They were still in a household of a pastoral family, so the word of God and prayer and everything, you know, that is Christ center was very strong in my family. So, during todo el proceso, no solamente yo me formé, pero sino mis padres también se formaron. Y ese proceso lo ayudó a ellos para ser los pastores que yo son ellos hoy en día. Este testimonio para mí I love it because it wasn't just me that was being, you know, molded and being worked on, it was also my parents that was also being worked on. So that's, you know, one of my testimonies that I love to share. That there's a God that lives, there's a God that heals, sana heridas, sana enfermedades, y él es el mismo de ayer, por siempre. And if he did it with me, I know that he could do it with anyone else.
1: Wow, man. Wow. Tremendous, man. Like I can't even say nothing about that.
0: <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. Wow.
1: Yeah, man, it's awesome to hear a person so young speak so boldly. And have such a great testimony.
2: I'm I'm here writing down pretty much a timeline of things that you said. It amazes me that you went through chemo at three years old and then you were allergic to all of the treatments. That in itself I couldn't as a parent, I could imagine the stress your parents went through.
0: hmm Yeah, but and trust I, me, my mom my mom it's so funny because my mom, she looked up all of the remedies that she could find as like natural remedies. So like, for example, I know that she cogió ella um, remolacha. She started, she grabbed remolacha and she makes it with carrots and with oranges and it tasted horrible, (laughs) horrible, horrible, horrible. horrible. And she gives it, she, she makes it like a few other times now, especially with the whole COVID thing, because she's like, "Oh, si te ayudo con la cancel
2: okay. so, so I'm like, "Mom, okay, whatever." Hey, is that is that a pastor joke? Cremolacha cures everything.
1: <laughs> no, it no, is not. <laughs> no, no,
2: <Nelson>. no, <laughs> no. But um, something you said that was very impactful to to me, at least, and um, I'm pretty sure maybe to a lot of people that's going to hear is that you went through this. But you said that through the process you was going through was also part of the process that formed your family mm-hmm. and their belief in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that that right there is like, wow. You know, because sometimes we, we can become very selfish in what we're going through right. in the sense of, all right, God has me going through this. And when we um, speak to others, we might speak from a place of, well, I'm going through it. You're not going through it. Now understanding that our loved ones who are supporting us is actually going through their own process. And God healing you was healing them. Mm-hmm. God strengthening your belief in Him was strengthening their beliefs. I love that, man. I love that. Yeah. Praise God for that, bro. Amen. That's what
0: I... Because, you know, I always... Every time I tell this testimony, I always tell people, this is why... When you go through stuff, it's not just for you to go through it, you know, it's for also to you, you know, to speak about it, to tell others about it. Because, you know, you don't know who you may be healing through that testimony because you don't know who you may be reinforcing their faith to someone else. So I I just love speaking, you know, about what God has done in my life because he has been so real in me and it, I, I get sometimes sad to think, you know, that there's people that don't believe in him, that don't trust in him. And, you know, that's why I love to speak about what God has done in my life.
1: Hey, now. he's talking to you, man.
2: <laughs>
1: Dude. Dude. Nell, share with this man <laughs> just a tiny bit of you, man.
2: Uh, Man, this, you know, I'm not a PK. You know, big up to all the Pastor Kid friends out there. You know, we, we're a strong <laughs> community. Bro, I... There's so many things you say about the goodness of God, man. And we all have testimonies. And just hearing yours, what I can identify with is when I was 12 years old, that I had open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And I remember as clear as day, exactly the process I went through. And I remember how not only was I going through my process, but being in a hospital bed and seeing... My loved ones, my mother, my father, Eli, his, his parents, who were my pastors at that time before they moved to Florida. And now as an adult, I realized that, you know what, they were going through a process too. That's why I said that what you said was so, it's so right on, you know. Mm-hmm. I was the one having the open heart surgery, going through my process at 12 years old, having my experience realizing who God is and his power but also seeing the process my parents my loved ones and those that were around me at that time go through their process and yeah. honestly it's like we all grew together you know we all grew and they would share my testimony they would share what God did to me but speak from a place like it happened to them mm-hmm. you know because that that's how God is man you know he he wants to build the family. He wants to build the community. He wants to make everyone stronger. So mm-hmm. the blessing for one person is really the blessing for everyone. Mm-hmm. And man, I remember ugh, so much, bro. Don't Eli, you're gonna have to cut me, bro. <laughs> so much. Just with dad. Just with when I was 12, man. It was you know his father, his pastor, Pastor Torres Senior, was there every day. Mind you, I, my operation was in New York, which was almost 45 minutes away from where the local church here in New Brunswick, New Jersey was at. I was in, in Manhattan up by the Heights. And um, he was there every day. He was there every day. They didn't cancel service. So that means service was at 7.30. It ended at, let's say, 10 o'clock. It just very felt like moving that night. It probably ended at eleven, 12. Y'all know how it was back in the 90s. And <laughs> He would show up at the hospital because he had the credentials at 12 one o'clock. I'll wake up and he's sitting there with my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and it's It's a community thing, man when when a loved one's going through it, everyone's going through it. But when the loved one is in victory, everyone's in victory mm-hmm. And really your words, man, your words were very impactful to me this evening.
1: Yeah, man, thank you for sharing that. I haven't had any anything that that drastic as far as physical is concerned, but man, to go through a tough time and while you're going through a tough time, bless others in your pain that's what it's all about bro that's what it's all about and that's what that's where I say to myself, the people who have doubts, listen to somebody like 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 Jadier, like Nelson, I commend you for doing that and and thank god for for putting you in that position. And I thank God for meeting you, man, and and it's it's been a pleasure speaking to you.
0: I'm glad that I could share with you guys my testimony. It's it's always a una bendición poder compartir mi testimonio lo que he hecho en mi vida. And thank you guys for this opportunity.
1: No, oh, thank you, man.
0: I also wanted to share another testimony, um, but it was more of a testimony ya cuando yo era like pastor um, And it was just to encourage the youth uh, or the, the pastor's kids. Because, like, I went through a process. I was, you know, abused. And I went through a process. And I had to, and I didn't want to tell anyone. And not even my parents. And, you know, because being a pastor's kid, I was like, oh, no, they're going to, like, judge me. They're going to say, ay, de hecho que el hijo de pastor, este, you know, and they're going to say this and that. So I went through a process alone. Uh, through this process alone for like two or three years in which I also almost took away my own life because I went through identity crisis and I went through depression and I went through all of this alone because just because I didn't want to go through it with anyone. It was not until I had my first actual encounter with Christ that, you know, that I was like, okay, I, you know, I had to, my life changed 360 degrees you know when i first had that encounter with christ that i just wanted to encourage the pastor's kids you know that whenever they go through something they don't have to go through it alone they can find a friend they can find someone that they trust or someone that the spirit leads them to you know so they could go to so they know that they can help them you know
1: yeah little did i know that people like yourself were going to share things that you just share with us man that's powerful
0: Amen. And the thing is, I personally, I haven't shared this with my congregation. I haven't shared this with, like, anyone. I prayed about it before I shared with you guys because I know that there's pastors, kids, that need to hear this. And, you know, we just have to be transparent, and we just have to talk about things like this, you know? Yeah, man. I wait, wait, like, wait, wait.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's not act like we didn't hear what we just heard. I'm saying. You haven't shared this with
0: anyone. No, no. I only shared like I said with my friends from Utah that there have been with me. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't really this is something, you know, that I I've kept it. I've never like testified about it. Um and you know, this is like the first time that I've like testified
2: about it. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. The first time you shared it with your close friends, how did you feel? At
0: first I I was scared. I was scared because I felt like they were going to look at me differently. Um, I was scared that they were going to stop looking at me, uh, not looking at me, but like talking to me. I was very scared. I was very afraid. But as soon as I just said it and I opened my mouth and I say, hey, guys, I went through this. I honestly felt this peace inside me because I was I was able to speak of something that I kept inside of me, in my heart, for a very long time. I told them and they helped me. They say, hey, listen, it's okay. We all go through different stuff. Um, and later on, I started understanding and God started telling me, listen, you're going to go through stuff, but it's for you to testify about them. Hmm. And, you know, now I'm starting to let go of my fears because it's something that, I, I, I get a little shy, and I get a little scared when I, when I start talking, but God has told me, listen, you're going to go through some stuff, and I want you to testify. You just you just got to let go of fear.
1: Powerful, wow. man. Powerful. Thank you for sharing, bro. Amen. no
2: problem. You got another testimony? We can make this a <laughs> free show series, bro. Yo. <laughs> Honestly. No. It's, it's bonkers, I mean, I said, man. said he had a lot of testimony, so I'm like, this Risk. <laughs> it's, it's bonkers, man.
1: I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your, your transparency, bro. And and using this this platform to share your, your experience. And it's it's great because I know somebody's going to be hearing this. Mm-hmm. And your words are going to heal them. Of course, the backing of Christ. But your experience mm-hmm. is going to show them that it's possible to keep your head up, to be strong, and to trust in God. Thank you.
0: Amen. I mean, no problem. And I just want to tell all of those PKs that are listening right now, um, if you go through something, don't go through it alone, because honestly, it's not worth it to go through it alone. You have your, your friends, you have God, you have your parents. You know, I know it sometimes may feel overwhelming because of the title of a PK, but, you know, just... Don't go through the room because God is there. You have friends that God put in your life that you that you know you can open up to, and you know if you and if you haven't found any of those friends, you know just pray to God and say, God, let me find someone that will help me get out of this situation. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're all humans. At the end of the day, we're all same humans. We all breathe the same oxygen. We are made of bone and flesh. And we all same the same God, you know, we're not above anyone, we're not under anyone, you know, so I encourage all of those PKs, you know, to be vulnerable, be open mind, be open book, be, you know, be transparent. And, you know, whenever you start speaking, you're going to be healed just like I was healed. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks. No problem. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, hope you enjoy the show and don't forget to subscribe.